Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. And I'm here with Izania, Alicia, Anthony, and Mario, some fantastic people to carry the show on with me. Today, as usual, we're going to start with some COVID-19 rundown, some packing of what's been happening in the world and in the U.S. So in worldwide cases, we have 10.3 million confirmed. We have 5.3 million recovered and 506,000 deaths. Italy, as Italy has been seeing a decline in a lot of their cases. South Africa, though, has been seeing a big surge in a lot of their cases. They are now the, as I said before, in the in Friday, how they are one third of Africa's cases. Parts of England are going back into some minor lockdowns. Uh, Leicester is a town that is especially going down is especially experiencing a lockdown after a minor uh, blimp of some more COVID cases there. Mexico and Chile are also seeing some spikes in COVID and India has been experiencing over 19,000 new cases. So we're kind of seeing how at this point, COVID in a worldwide spectrum is kind of fluctuating in between spiking and kind of declining in certain areas. So we, we're not seeing a very steady pace at this point. But in the U.S. here, we have 2.7 million confirmed cases, as well as 1 million recovered and 129,000 deaths. And so far, there's only two states, which are Connecticut and Rhode Island, that are reporting, reporting uh, COVID case declines. And California has decided to close off all bars. Face masks have continued to become enforced here in the U.S. And Florida has closed off all beaches for the 4th of July weekend. So again, we're seeing fluctuation and in America here, it's more common to see a rise, which is a little bit scary as now we're seeing that in the works, people are talking about how Florida might become the new big epicenter for COVID, as well as seeing that only really two states are kind of seeing a gradual decline and release from COVID. So it is kind of nerve wracking seeing this because again, we're not really sure where we stand at this point, because again, we have fluctuations, nothing's really stable at this point. So I was kind of wondering, like, how do you think this should kind of maneuver? Because again, I think face masks should be enforced. I think all this should happen. And I'm very glad that Florida is de deciding to close off all beaches for 4th of July weekend. I think it's a very smart idea on behalf of Florida, because we've obviously talked about it multiple times, that if we open stuff too early and too quickly, it's going to rise into a second wave. I hate to break it to you. We're already in the second wave. But now we need to be careful because we're not at the peak of the second wave. We're in the beginning of the second wave. So now destiny is in our hands. We need to control it ourselves. We need to be very careful about opening what we're not opening. We need to be smart with what we're doing. We need to still be, we still need to follow CDC guidelines. And I think if we can do all of this, we can bring the cases down and not end, but significantly decrease the COVID-19 pandemic, not only here, but around the world. I agree. I was honestly never in favor of places reopening, but I do understand that to a certain extent, um, this pandemic has been taking a toll on businesses. But like, really, do we really have to really... Is it really necessary? I mean, you're seeing all the numbers and it's just kind of like, if numbers were decreasing, okay, I agree with you, opening, um, like reopening businesses 
And as for the beach, I felt, I feel like it should have never been open in the first place. But I think that's just me. Like, I don't know how other people feel about it. I personally feel the beach should have never opened. I feel like it should have just stayed closed. And I just, I still think that some places that are opening are just unnecessary. Like, you really do not have to open clubs or bars. Like, that's, it's really not that necessary. It's not essential. I totally agree with what Daniel said and Anthony, like it is not necessary to open anything when they did open it. So as for them closing like the beaches for 4th of July weekend, I think that's like not the, well, it's the best thing, but it's the thing that makes the most sense since the beginning, it should have never been open. We should have been working on what Anthony said, decreasing our cases instead of just opening for business because it makes no sense because now I feel like it's even worse. Like nobody's really opening for business because business is not really like working right now, in my opinion. I don't think, I don't know. I would say I don't think many people are going out and buying stuff but that's like totally the opposite there's a whole lot of people in the world in the streets right now doing god knows what it's like they forgot about a whole pandemic or they just don't care about this virus anymore like it's not going to do anything to them because they feel like since most people are asymptomatic that means like people aren't dying but no they're actually hurting many other people so i think we should just close down on and off and like close down for good this time I totally agree with Alicia and everybody else on this matter. And, you know, the businesses that are enforcing these social distancing, like, you know, Publix, Walmart, you know, those businesses that are really enforcing it, you know, hats off to them. I think more businesses should be like that. And it's just that, you know, the amount of money that like is being lost right now, people are getting really greedy now trying to, you know, you know trying to open up you know get as much money as possible even if they're not you know being safe and like you know enforcing the social distancing I mean it it really is sad that you know people would go to those links you know and pretty much you know hurt other people indirectly but you know it is very sad but like yeah what you guys are saying is absolutely 100% like essential businesses like need to stay open but like the non-essential ones why are you open like you need to stay closed you know just i say if you are a non-essential business the least you can do is enforce the social distancing like i mean at least you know you know make you know the shopping experience there safe for everybody involved yeah and i mean as mario brought up we are seeing a lot of uh places and just more businesses uh, essentially making it very easy and very simple for people to follow the actual guidelines. I mean, I have seen Publix uh, here in Florida, they have been uh, doing an easier, I guess, maze type of situation where if it's green, you go, and if it's red, you kind of just don't go that way. And I'll tell you wrong way, right way. So we are seeing that a lot of businesses are taking this very seriously as we are seeing, at least here in the US, a lot of uh, increasing in cases. And it goes on to the fact being that I think when it goes down to this, we should be a little bit more serious at this point because it goes down to the fact that now we have so much more that's kind of happening at this point. We are having so many people reopen, business, businesses that are no longer essential reopening as well. And I think at this point, we should just, as everybody else kind of voice on their opinion on this, we should just kind of stay to having only the essential bus businesses open 
to kind of decline the ICU cases as well as just normal COVID cases because at this point it is getting a little out of hand because a lot of people are just taking it with a, like a, a small grain of salt. And at this point, the median of COVID is actually lowering from an older age from around 18 to uh, 30. I understand that and I believe it too. I understand that we've all been like, oh, we need to find a way where we need to close everything and shut everything down. But at the same time, you need to put yourself in a business owner's shoes. Their businesses have been closed for what, two, three months now? Maybe more? They're just losing money by the day. So, I mean, you have to put it in both perspectives. I feel like it's not safe to be Like, I'm not saying it's safe that we need to reopen everything right now at this moment. But you do have to look at it from the other side because there's always two sides to every story. I feel like it's safer to just play it safe and close everything down now. But if it's really, really needed to open businesses, then it needs to be essential businesses. It can't be, I don't know, it can't be a dollar store. It has to be an essential business. That is a very good point that you bring up that we have to look at it through the business owner. And I mean, to see during this whole quarantine, I mean, in the beginning, it was mostly the smaller and family owned businesses that were suffering from this. But then we did see how big retails were suffering from this extremely and had to close down either a whole bunch of stores in one state or they were like going bankrupt. So seeing that that again, that is a very good point because we do have to understand that this goes from not only the perspective of the customer and of just normal people who can just buy essentially, it goes down from the people who own these shops because that's their livelihood. And they can't essentially run a business through Zoom, like how we can have a radio show on Zoom. So that is, a, again, a very good point. And this in general is just very, this type of conversation has so many maneuvers and so many mechanics into it that you can't really just look at it with one point of view you kind of have to look at it through multiple point of views whether it be from the customer people who have to fight this disease head on and people who have to continue working through this but when we come back here on the youth we'll talk about some representation in hollywood and how some things are going to be integrating now because of black lives matter so you listen to the youth here on sam radio sirius xm channel 145 Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. 
Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane. You have a couple of pit bulls off to the side. You have some very, very big German shepherds. You know, just the bigger type of dogs. And they're hanging out, talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey there, this is Lakina, and I am here with my teammates, the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Woo! about how some how black lives matter is not taking over a lot of platforms because through black lives matter a whole bunch of actors themselves have actually kind of taken away and stepped back from voicing certain characters because they're not the actual ethnicity or race of the character so a lot of animated shows because of this will no longer have or will no longer cast white actors to voice non-white characters so some shows that will be recasting certain characters are The Simpsons with their character Apu because it is an Indian man and the voice actor is not an Indian man, he is, an, he is a white man, as well as Family Guy recasting Cleveland Brown's character voice because, again, he is a black man and a white voice actor is voicing his character. And Big Mouth, Missy, who is a biracial Jewish character, will also be recasted because even though Jenny Slate is a Jewish actress, she's not biracial, so she feels as if though she's taking a spot that isn't hers. And a lot of this has actually been, uh, been proposed by the actual actors themselves, 
with the creators and directors of these shows, kind of backing them up with it and kind of saying how they do feel very wrong that the fact that they did re they didn't represent these characters in the correct light and how they did kind of in some sort of way oppress certain actors because they couldn't essentially recast them correctly. So now they're, they are going through a whole recasting situation. And some people are kind of worried about this because they're, they're kind of scared if the integrity of the character is gonna go away. And quite frankly, I think having these new characters recasting and actually having the representation needed for these characters is possibly the best thing to kind of you know, happen right now because we are seeing how this is becoming a very pivotal moment right now. And I think for this to happen is, is kind of showing that there is a lot of work and movement that is happening to the correct side in some certain way, if that makes any sense. But that's my own personal opinion on this. I was kind of wondering, how do you guys perceive these changes in characters? I, mean, I understand it. Um... I'm that I like it because some of these characters are classic characters like Cleveland Brown and Apu. But I definitely respect their decisions because of the fact that Cleveland Brown, obviously we know, is an African-American. But he's casted by a white person. So, I mean, I understand it. And I feel like it won't be very hard to find a replacement because Nicole said it on break. There's a lot of people that imitate voices. So I'm sure you can find somebody that fits that criteria. And the same goes for Apu. I mean, they're both classic characters, so it's going to be a little bit weird to hear them without their their main casted people from before and from years on years on years before. But, I mean, with everything going on, it's understandable. It's very understandable. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna be that person again. I've never seen any of these shows. So when Anthony's like talking about it, saying their names, talking about how it's gonna be different and hear their voices, me, I'm just here for the Black Lives Matter and them switching the characters because I know nothing about it, nothing about the show. And I only really saw the big bounce character person. I only saw her like step down, like I saw like I got a notification. I got a notification on my phone that she's stepping down and I was like, well, I was so confused. But then I actually read it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is such, this is so nice of her and such a good idea because she actually really didn't have to do that. And from the kindness of her heart, she she did it, which is so nice. And like, I was just like in awe. I'm like, this is sweet. And I really do hope they give it to a, a African-American person because I think it's well-deserved. Or a biracial. I mean, hats off to these, you know, actors, you know, taking their talents to other characters because they really didn't have to, as Alicia said. I mean, they weren't forced, they weren't pressured to, but they just felt during like the certain circumstances going on in this country, they felt it was almost like needed of them to step down. And I respect that fully. As for the decision itself, I mean, Personally, I think if you could voice a character, I mean, I don't really think, you know, your race has to do with anything. I mean, if you could voice a character, you could voice a character, but, you know, it's their decision in the end. And if they feel it's right, I just need to agree with them and respect their decision to step down. I mean, I, 
really, you know, it's a really brave thing to do because, you know, there could be certain backlash to it. So, you know, hats off to these actors, you know, doing what they feel is right. I mean, I completely understand where they're coming from. And it's always been kind of like the elephant in the room. Like people talk about it, but don't really sit down and have a conversation about it. Like, for example, um, straight actors who play LGBTQ characters, um, that's always kind of been like, not a debate, but it's always been like in the air that some people like it and some people don't. For example, um, when I see a movie that's like based on Hispanics or Latino culture, and I see that it is played by a white person, I'm like, mm, um, no, no, not, not really. Not that I have anything against white actors. It's just that it's kind of, it kind of takes away the, the reality, the pureness of what it's supposed to be based on. That just might be me, but that's always the way I've seen it. And I think that it takes a lot of courage, maturity, and respect for these actors to step down from their role, which, well, I don't know these, like, these actors. I don't know if they're in anything else, but it could possibly, the, it could possibly be the only role they have, like their only source of income could be that show. And obviously, I don't know if it is, but I think it, it takes a lot to be able to do that and step down and give up your position and I understand where Anthony's coming from where like it's gonna be difficult to find new people and it might be weird to see them especially the Simpsons and Family Guy who have been around for years I think Big Mouth has only been around for three or two years I'm not sure but Simpsons and Family Guy has been around ever since I was a little kid so I do understand that it's kind of going to be hard to get used to it but then again, voice actors are voice actors because they're known to throw their voice and known to imitate. And I mean, have you seen those YouTubers that like imitate characters perfectly? Dude, dude, let, I'm telling you, they're going to be able to find an actor that sounds similar to that character. And it's going to be even more pure and more authentic because it's going to be a person of the same race. And let's not even bring up the fact that with this whole new change, it's now giving light to people to new actors and people who are trying to step foot into the industry. And it is kind of, you know, getting themselves finally to kind of get acclimated with how Hollywood and how just in general, the, the whole entertainment business works. Because again, from what we've seen and what we've, what we've heard and so on and so forth, it is very difficult to kind of actually make a name for yourself in the business and kind of get yourself to be like a force to reckon with. So these new opening for positions might very well be a new star that we've never heard of before who can actually finally get their name and their voice out there because I mean here we we obviously understand the importance of our voice same thing goes for a lot of shows where they're tackling a lot of uh problems and circumstances and just talks that as as Ilania kind of says should be authentic to to what it is in in reality and so this very well just might open doors for countless of new actors for correct representation in Hollywood. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like an amazing opportunity for for uh, people of different races because for years we've seen Hollywood as a white, a Caucasian people industry, not white, just Caucasian in general. And I think that we, I mean, obviously we have um, 
actors and actresses that are of different races and are people of color, but not as much as Caucasians. Like it's just the industry, this is definitely go this is definitely the first step to seeing a huge movement in the Hollywood industry to open a lot of doors for people that might not that might have not been seen before. Like you don't see you see a lot of African American actors, but you don't see a lot of like um you don't see a lot of Indian actors, a lot of Asian actors, at least not in the United States. I mean, you probably see them in their own country, but you don't see it in the Hollywood industry, which is kind of sucks because we do have a lot of like Indian characters and Asian characters that aren't voiced by people of their own race, which is kind of weird when you think about it. But I'm just happy because I think this is definitely going to be the start of a whole new movement and a huge change in the Hollywood industry. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't agree with you anymore. I'm very happy with how this is kind of taking place now. This is definitely for a first step into kind of representing everybody in the most that they can. And quite frankly, I'm kind of excited to see how they take on with these shows and see the actors that they do cast for these characters. Because even though Anthony and Mario are just kind of like, ah, it's whatever, I don't know if I really, like it's gonna be really different. At this point, I'm just kind of excited to see who's gonna take on the roles and bring them the most character and the most fun that they can possibly be. But when we come back on the youth, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about something else and how there's some collateral damage, I, I suppose. So you're listening to the youth here on Sam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs. You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. 
My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam Radio. We are back here on the Youth Slam Radio, Series XM, Channel 145. So, some people do not want to turn to work since they are getting some money from unemployment as well as from COVID recovery and as well as some growing fear of new corona cases coming up. So to break down how much people are actually getting, you get $600 from COVID recovery as well as 250 for unemployment on average, depending on your job and how much money you had gotten before. So this kind of on average with no tax deduction is 3,400 a month. And 2.5 million people have returned back to work in May with roughly 30 million people still unemployed. So we're kind of seeing how a lot of people are just kind of benefiting from this, which quite frankly is understandable. You're getting some money, you're getting no tax uh, deducted from it. I can understand that point of view, but it goes down to, to the fact on, will this be a new normal for us as we're seeing the people do want to continue benefiting from this, as well as the fact that how will this continue to affect our economy? I do understand that at this point, there are a lot of non-essential businesses kind of spurring it back up every now and again. But we all, we all, we're also seeing them close off every now and again as well because of COVID and because of just people not necessarily going out as much because now there's some people who are taking it seriously every now and again. And it goes down that, how much will this tax on our economy because people are just given so much without any expectation of return from what they've been given so quite frankly i think when it goes down to this that it should kind people at some point will need to return back to work now at this point because of uh, coronavirus we are now kind of seeing how people are prefer pre uh, preferring sorry a hybrid of their work environment and their workspace. 
So either they do just stay at home and they just continue online work, which is what people, many people and many jobs are just continuing offering because many people just feel more comfortable in their own four walls. Or again, a hybrid of a mixture of online and on force field, depending on what jobs you do have. Now, some people aren't so fortunate if you are a doctor or if you do have any other sort of jobs in some sort of medical fields, you cannot essentially only continue your work through online or through a hybrid. You do have to be on force and just work. So quite frankly, this whole type of conversation and this whole COVID recovery and the unemployment money talk kind of goes back to the fact being that now we're kind of seeing how money essentially is kind of revolving around how COVID is being dealt with and how COVID is being seen by a lot of people. So I'm just kind of wondering, how do you guys think this will affect everything with our economy, with COVID, with whatever such you see fit? Because quite frankly, this can be a domino effect for many things. So I understand that people don't like the virtual thing. And some people do. I personally don't. I mean, I don't work. I'm a student at a school. So it's not really the greatest comparison there. But I understand that some people don't like it. However, I feel like people need to start getting back to work, whether it's half being there, half virtual, fully virtual. I don't think you're ever going to see a job unless it's frontline, like doctors or like police or firefighters, any of those big name jobs that it's um, only being there, no virtual. So I feel like there's going to need to be some virtual. And if you can, you can throw in some actual proper meeting like we used to do before the whole coronavirus thing. But it just depends on what job because it's it's a little bit difficult for some jobs to just go back to the way they were. But at the same time, there's other jobs where it's not as hard, where they could do it pretty easily. I mean... I mean, listen, there are some people do have the luxury of, you know, working from home. And listen, if you could work from home and do your job as effectively as you could going there, why should you why should you go back? Like, I really don't get that. Like, people should have the choice to work from home. And now this COVID has really, you know, given people the opportunity to see, wow, like uh, working from home is just as effective. And I get, you know, many more luxuries than if I was at the office. But like, you know, some people don't have the luxury of working from home and some people are just out of work. And I mean, it's very sad. I mean, I know one of my parents is out of work. I mean, it's very hard, but, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, I at least have one parent that's, you know, in a still working right now. So that's great. You know, I just, you know, I really hope, you know, the economy gets back rolling, you know, that you know, some businesses are able to open up where, you know, more people can get jobs. And yeah, I just really hope, you know, we get to some, you know, normal, but, you know, give people, you know, the option to work virtually if, you know, it even is an option, you know, for some jobs. Um, I agree with what all of you guys are saying. Honestly, I mean, 
at the same time, I feel well. I know of people that went back to work and they ended up quitting because an unemployment fee is like they get paid more if they're unemployed than working, which I completely understand that. I am not here to judge because I probably would do the same thing. If you're getting paid from unemployment more than you're getting paid at your actual job to like get out of your bed to go somewhere and be at risk of catching this virus, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. So. Anthony said that people should like start going back to normal, I think, and stuff like that. I do not agree. I think they need to close down all the businesses, forget the money, or everyone could start getting this unemployment fees because this world has so much money in it that I think we deserve a little bit of it. Therefore, they could stay home and get their unemployment checks, in my, in my opinion. And honestly, I feel like the big majority of the numbers that aren't of people that aren't working is so many people got laid off like I feel like since like restaurants and stuff like that you can't really work virtually you have to like go and be there and restaurants only allow 50% capacity or 50% of workers to be there so a lot of people ended up getting laid off which is fired that they don't really want to say fired so I think that's part of the reason why there is such a big like there's so many people that are unemployed and I and I think this is what I will say to everyone go get your unemployment check if you want to quit your job quit your job and get that check okay um I don't want to encourage anyone to quit their job but (laughs) I mean at least you you do you boo okay you know if that if that's the message you want to spread okay I do not want to unless you're completely miserable in your job I do not want to encourage anyone to quit their job. But you know, you always get different opinions here on the show. Um, as for Anthony, I know it's not what he wanted. It's not the way he wanted to come off as, but for me, I kind of took it like he um, was saying that really only police officers and like doctors and hospital, <laughs> hospital workers are the ones that need to be on the field and that everyone else can kind of work from home. And I don't agree with that because um, I think only office jobs are really the ones that can work from home. For example, my sister has an office job. And ever since um, ever since we've been in quarantine, she's been working from home with her laptop. She works every single day. She gets up early. Pobrecita, while I get to sleep. Um, and my mom is, she's not a cop or a doctor, any of those, you know, huge... I guess brand name jobs or whatever. She's a janitor, a janitress, I like to call her because she's a female, even though I know it's not a word, but I like to call her that. My mom cleans. She cleans the University of Miami. And I think that's still as big as the risk of like just the thought that she has to go out and be around people is like, Ma, like stay at home. She's like, No, I can't. Like, I have to go to work. It's a huge risk for her. I mean, you're cleaning dirty places. I mean, I don't care where it is. And stand-up she job cleans, to her. Um, she cleans laboratories. She Lab- works in the science Stand-up job to her. She cleans she my works university. In the science. She works in the science field. So, <laughs> I mean, and we also have to remember that universities were, like, graduating their, their, their final year med students. Like, here, go out to the field. They don't need to do anything with their... Uh, I now forgot the word, but their residencies or their fellowships because they're just thrown on and they're like, hey, you worked in the COVID 
uh, pandemic, cool. You don't need to do anything. You're a doctor already. Yeah. Same how they did it in the 80s with, with AIDS. Like, there was the same type of premise. So the fact that your mom is a janitor, she does this, and she does clean in these situations where it's not necessarily as, it's okay, it's not as deadly, but it's still deadly in some certain sense. I have to definitely, you know, hats off to your mom. Thank you. <laughs> hats off to your Thanks. mom. Thanks. She's probably watching. Or if not, I will tell her once this is over. But I just, like, my parents have a really, like, strong worth ethic. I don't know if it was, if it was just the way I was brought up. But um, if my dad doesn't have a job, even if he is getting the employment check, disemployment check or whatever, unemployment check, disemployment, is that even a word? Um, <laughs> okay, it is not a word. Sorry, guys, I cannot English. But my... <laughs> If my dad is out of work, even if he's still getting paid or getting like the tax deduction or whatever, he like can't stand it. Like he has to be working. Like my parents have such a hard work ethic that if my mama decided to take Alicia's advice and quit, she would be miserable because my mom just feels like she has to work. Like she she would be bored without work. She doesn't like going to work, but she would be like, she would be extremely bored. You would not be able to like get her up and out of. And remember, here the youth, we are not recommending that anybody do quit their jobs. <laughs> that is not what we are enforcing. I mean, Alicia is... <laughs> don't do that, please. Please don't. don't you need income. <laughs> please, let's not. Don't, unless you're going to take one thing away from this, don't take quitting your job. Please. Yeah, That's a little extreme. And you want to take at least one piece of advice, just... Don't take Alicia's, please. And how Ilania says, just wash your hands. <laughs> that's that's the advice you take from this, not Alicia's. But I mean, to be fair, I think you guys bring up a lot of good points with with everything that you've kind of said, except you know, Alicia's point of view. That's Alicia's point of view. I respect it, though. I respect it. I can't hate on it. I respect it. But at this point, there's just I don't even know what's gonna happen. Because there's just so many like turns in 2020 that it's like a plot twist that you never even knew was going to happen. And it's just unexpected. And at this point, I could only hope that things get a little better for people to go back to work. And there are a lot of people in Ilan like Ilania's parents who are very hardworking. And I mean, I know personally, um, it is a little nerve wracking because both of my parents, they work some, they work in, in the law business and they have to kind of they they don't have the exact privileges of staying home and working working at home all the time my mom can every now and again and so does my dad but they do need to be at their offices and they do need to kind of work on everything because they do oversee a lot of people and oversee a lot of things that do happen so there are a lot of people who cannot you know stay home again with with doctors uh Again, people in the uh, law field, whether you are a officer or if you are a lawyer or an administrator or such and such, if you do oversee and if you do have some sort of law connection, there's a lot of people who cannot stay home for that. Some of the overheads can because, you know, they're overheads. They don't need to be at the place. They never really are. So it kind of goes down to the fact being that at this point, a lot of people are kind of just being forced back to work, which in some cases is not good, other cases is very much needed. So it kind of can go both ways. I'm, I, 
I kind of want to see this, you know, take a good turn and people kind of return back to some sort of normalcy, whether that do be, you know, they just working at home and continuing that type of field, or if they do go back working on in, in their normal work environment, environment. When we come back here on the youth, we're going to talk about uh, some best virtual attractions in every state. So just to the youth here on Sam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tongo Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable, sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Sam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Sam Radio and everybody a part of Sam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. What's up everyone? This is Tua Tungo and you're listening to Slam Radio.
video series XM channel 145 and we've been seeing a lot of different ways to keep ourselves distracted entertained whatever synonyms you want to use for this throughout quarantine and a new list thank you to twitter for having this a new popular list has come up which is the best virtual attractions in every state so obviously here in florida we had some popular attractions with some Disney virtual, yes, that was already given, but what kind of oversought that, what kind of trumped the Disney attractions was actually the Dali Museum in St. Petersburg, Florida. And I mean, I've personally been there. It's a very pretty museum. It's very nice. Uh, love his state of artistry. I love how he does paint. And kind of seeing that a lot of people are taking into more online museum tours was kind of interesting. I didn't expect that to actually be what kind of trumped Disney's virtual attractions. I was really kind of interested and intrigued at the fact that museums kind of overtook Disney in some sense. So I mean, personally, I love museums. I would go to a museum any day over Disney. So this, for me personally, was pretty cool. So I mean, does this kind of interest you? Would you go on an online museum tour? Or like, would you rather see a different type of virtual attraction? Because I mean, I would definitely love to go see a museum online tour. Okay, I'm gonna reiterate the same thing I said over break. Okay, so like out of all the entertainment options you have, so you got, you know, Netflix, you know, Hulu, you could even play a video game if you're into that. You know, there's so much things to do. Even like the virtual attractions, there's Disney, you know, and all that. I don't really know the other ones, but you pick a museum out of everything, out of a virtual attraction, you pick a museum. I just need to know what is going through your mind. Like, how bored do you have to be to go through a virtual museum tour? Because, like, I get going to a museum in real life. You know, they're interesting. I like museums in real life. But a virtual museum tour, I'm sorry. You had me lost at, like, virtual. Like, come on. You ain't... Anthony, do me a favor. Kick Mario out. We can't have this. No, type of- no. Okay. Can I not be the only one? Um, I, I must see, be the Nicole, only one. The thing is, doesn't think a museum isn't cool. I'm sorry. The the thing is, Nicole. So I'm the co-host here, and uh, I happen to agree with Mario. So I mean, uh, oh no, this is a, this is a two v one situation right irrelevant, here. Irrelevant. 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 This is a two v one situation right here. Chicken Little, please two. exit the chat. Thank you. Um, okay. After that one, I will. This is why I love you, Danya. Her and I, we understand these things. We'll be having a watch party at Hamilton when it comes out this weekend. <laughs> oh, don't even start. It comes out just in time for my sister's birthday. And we're so excited. But sorry, I know Mario's the Captain Contrarium or whatever, and Anthony's his little sidekick and whatnot. Aren't you supposed to be Princess Disney? What are you talking about? I'm speaking. Hold on. No. Listen to your elders. Princess Disney is Amanda, which is not, she's not here right now, but she's the one who's like all No, about she's the queen. queen. What are you talking oh, about? You're right. I'm sorry. Amanda, Excuse if you're watching me. this, if you will watch this, I'm so sorry I called you a princess and not a queen. That's on me. I'm terribly sorry. Period. So I personally, I don't like virtual attractions. Like I do not, I don't like seeing the ride before I actually ride it. Like I, I just, like why? 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 If it were like, like a Disney, like the performances and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it. You know, I'm bored. I'd love to watch a Disney performance, but I don't like seeing rides before I actually ride them. 
and I love museums like I really do but as for virtual museums like I don't I don't know I think I would just rather like scroll through pictures of of the museum's um statues and arts and all that and I understand where Nicole is coming from because she's unique and um people <laughs> people our age seriously have no appreciation for the beauty that is art <coughs> Anthony Mario and I like art and I sorry Mario um you play golf enough said so I, I just think that you're gonna bring that up Whoa, 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 whoa. See, Frank has his arms hey, in the air now. Frank is bald. Frank is bald. Irrelevant. Thank you. So. Go. Don't disrespect bald people. <laughs> no. I'm yeah, Anthony, Anthony doesn't want you to disrespect him like that for 20 years down the line, all right? He's <laughs> scared of that future. So we don't know what's in your future, Anthony. No, it is my destiny. It is. <laughs> No, but I mean, personally, thank you, Lani, for saying that I'm, I'm special. I know I'm just, I'm just a very unique person. When it comes down to this, I think it doesn't have to do anything with, like, appreciating art. It's more so people are just, at this point, I think, either bored or they just kind of missed out on, like, looking at these attractions because not many people are as special as me, apparently, Ilania, where they don't, they don't uh, take into consideration art, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. It kind of goes down to the person at this point. If that makes any sense. <laughs> like, come on. All I need to do is I look at a picture of the painting. Like, I, I look at the melted watches or whatever, you know. Cool. That, that's a nice. He did really good melted watches. And that's it. I don't need to have somebody telling me virtually, oh, this guy did melted watches. You know, they was clock. super cool and all that. I don't really care because it's the same thing. It's just a mini, a you clock. know, clock or whatever. Watches are mini clocks, all right? Mario, you play golf. Shut up. I, I play no, golf no, what? Hold on. No, it's not even that at that point. When you're 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 thinking of it as if this virtual um attraction is if virtually online through this tour, you are just gonna be looking at these pictures like it's nothing. No, this is an interactive thing where you're able to listen to certain uh the backgrounds of certain uh paintings as well as look at the history and read the history and see these things in full light. You're you're looking at it as if you're just gonna be scrolling through your phone looking at paintings. When it, really it's not, you're, you're interacted into the museum as if you're physically there. And that's what many people are kind of intrigued by this. Like that's why in a spur of it kind of seeming to be boring and when you're just more to yourself during quarantine, like that's why people are very entertained by this because you're seeing multiple things come up and you're just kind of understanding it as if you were physically there. And personally, I would any day online go to a go to the Dali Museum because when I went there when I was younger I was super intrigued I loved it it was already so interactive just being there in person so the fact that they're kind of integrated it into an online tour can only show how much they've done to this I mean Ilania if you're down you and I we can go after the show we can look at this and we can go on an online tour Nicole, Nicole do you Nicole. hear that I do hear that, Ilania, and Ilania beat Mario. I did. I saw that. Yeah, you beat me too. It beat me to the punch. Got to take that all there. Yeah, can I surprise that Anthony didn't even try to jump in on that? But thank you, all of you guys, Anthony, Ilania, Alicia, Mario, for being here, talking on these topics with me. Thank you, Frank, for getting all the cues this time. Thank you very much. Uh, This was a great start to the week. So you're listening to Youth Year on Sam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145.